Hello, my name's Jenny. Um, this is the first time I've been to an evidence-based medicine um, meeting. Mm -hmm. And I'm part of a corporate. I'm passionate about sharing that information. I don't have the power to make that decision. I also collate data from other vets on ophthalmology issues. Okay. So I have two things. I want to share my data, but I'm a bit overwhelmed. It feels like I'm choosing between vet schools who to okay. share it with. Sure. <laughs> and it's frustrating that maybe you're not share all sharing that data together. Yep. And my second issue is that if I share that data, I'd really quite like access to it so yep. that I can research the ophthalmology issues. So I don't know if, yeah, open for discussion, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, thanks for your question. Um, I, can, I can see it might feel like that. Um, there's certainly a lot of overlap between um, what we do at Nottingham and what's done at Liverpool and what's done at London. And a lot of the practice management software systems actually contribute to um, some of those, the ones that we don't work with yet contribute already to Vet Compass or Savsnet, and some of the ones that we work with, um, I'm saying that in a really scrambled way, basically um, some of the PMSs contribute to all of the different projects. So it's not like um, one PMS can only contribute to one project and then you're tied into them forever. So um, some of these, the PMSs that we work with already work with Savsnet or already work with Vet Compass um, and vice versa. So wouldn't want you to feel like you were having to choose um it may be the corporate that you work for we might already be in discussion with that pms maybe we can talk um privately afterwards i wouldn't be able to necessarily say whether we were or not but if you can flag up to me perhaps privately afterwards who you who you work with then we can maybe um start talking to that software company so definitely there's overlap um i think there's a massive wealth of data and there's a big job to be done so it's really good that all the different um, projects and all the different vet schools are there because everyone's doing slightly different things. So some people are doing more risk factors, some people more surveillance, some people more clinical trials. Um, and actually, if everybody is contributing to everybody, then everybody can benefit. Um, I hope that addresses kind of the first part of your question. Um, I'm sorry you feel like you're having to choose, and I, I certainly hope that's not been the, the message that we're selling. Um, Hopefully, from my point of view anyway, the message would be get involved with everybody and then we can all do a little bit of something and then hopefully we can do something really good. Um, sorry, what was the second part of your question? I'm really sorry. Oh, you'd like to access it. Okay, so we could certainly talk about that depending on exactly what you're interested in. So some of the practices I've visited are really interested in um, if you're going to take my data, can you use it to help me do clinical audit in my practice or can you use it to help me see what my prevalence of this is or how well I'm, you know how well my treatment regimes are working. That, yeah, that's absolutely something we can talk about. Um, we definitely don't want to come in and go, thanks very much, take your data, go off and do some nice publications with it. Um, we're definitely a two-way street, so we definitely would be interested in talking to you about how we can do that. De yeah, depending on exactly what it is, it might be really straightforward to do as well. So, um, yeah, that's something we'd definitely be interested in collaborating with you on. Yep. I was interested in the free text yep. um, section of it. I've recently gone back to first opinion practice and mm -hmm. so have read thousands of entries yeah. into free text. You probably know what's coming here. Um, do you see in the future there being some form of guidance or guidelines actually on how to best record information sure. in that area? Yeah. Um, I, I have to admit, I, I'm somewhat horrified by the standard of um, record keeping, and it's generic. I, I, I yeah. think I've done 15 different practices and followed, as I say, thousands of records. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's definitely massive variability, I think, in what people write in the free text box. And having worked in practice myself, even just following on from colleagues sometimes, there's sometimes some people write essays. I was a bit of an essay writer, um, I think. And some people write very minimal things, don't they? So certainly 
the, uh, the research and the data and the conclusions we can draw from, from work like this depends very much on the quality of what goes into those notes in the first place. You're absolutely right. Um, previous work at the centre that they've done, again, linked with obs observing consultations in real time compared to what comes out in the clinical record, um, we've shown that not everything that happens in the consultation room comes out in the clinical record, as, as you're kind of alluding to already. Um, I think it's tricky, isn't it? I think vets um, get into a pattern of writing things their own way and it's difficult to change... Yeah, change like that takes a long time. Um, things like um, coding can help because that's quite a quick way of, of recording things. Um, but patterns of behaviour take a long time to change. I don't, I don't know if we would get to a point where we have a, a standardised way of people recording information in the free text. Um, it's a difficulty and it can be sometimes a limitation of the, the data we get out. And I hear you very much. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's certainly stuff. I remember um, when I was training, we do we do soaping, so we do subjective, objective assessment and planning. So there is you can kind of train people in ways that you'd like them to do things, or if we perhaps were running a trial on kidney disease, we could say to people, could you try and write about them like this? But, um, the beauty of some of the text mining te techniques means that the, all of that is kind of accounted for, all of that is covered. So we can tell the computer to look for CKD or KCD because they've, they've typed it in wrong, or renal, or we can tell it to look for all of those variations, and we still get all of those patients. Um, but hopefully, if we were running a specific trial, we could talk to people and say, look, could you try? But what we don't want to do is cause anyone any extra any extra time or any extra things that are going to make their consulting difficult because sometimes you barely have enough time to write stuff as it is um, it would be helpful um, but if we can't achieve it I think there are still ways that we can get what we need and get around it yeah I hope that answers your question could, could I just two things firstly mm. could I just reinforce what what Hannah said about the not being a choice it's it's a it's an open slather, really, um, uh, between... There's, I guess the three major centres, though, are Nottingham, Liverpool and, and the RBC in terms of SAVSnet, your clinical trials network, and, and uh, Vet Compass. But, but it's not exclusive, um, and as you say, we're all looking at it in slightly different ways. And, and just secondly, though, the point about the free text mining, call it free text mining, and in fact, perhaps the more ubiquitous term is natural language processing, which is which is just training the computer to see when we have a string of units that, uh, that are running. Um, again, when, when, when this happens, then this tends to mean that we will have a diagnosis of or this tends to mean this patient has this sort of problem. So it's all about NLP. So we actually don't really need to do that. I mean, it's a nice idea to, to sort of bring in some guidelines or some um, suggestions. But... But the whole concept, I think, in 2016 is that the computer can do that for you by just simply, especially, especially if you have some data that's been coded already by the veterinarian in real time using Venom. So that means the algorithm can be trained because all of that free text in four million files has ended up being diabetes mellitus. Therefore, I can, they can, there's an awful lot of richness in that material that the computer can use to say that set of free text tends to mean diabetes, or at least that's what the veterinarian at that time thought the diagnosis or the level of understanding was. So it's, it's not a bad idea necessarily, but it's probably not worth the effort. It's probably worth getting them to do something else because the computer will recognise the ridiculous variations that happen in free text of veterinary files. 
it's the beauty, I think, of the, the age that we're working in is that absolutely. we can do a lot of clever and, things with computers. And, and, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And just and in case there was any misconception, Venom um, is, is, a, is a tool. It's not an essential. Vet Compass is actually mainly look, looking at um, free text and we're using the Venom, free te the Venom code free text relationship to develop the NLP. Just a, a, a follow-up on that discussion because we were blessed with uh, presence of variety of teaching uh, establishments. It's a long time since I was in college, but what I do recall is that when I first went into practice, my method of recording, having been trained in Bristol, was totally different to the method of recording that had come out of a recent graduate from Edinburgh and so on. Mm -hmm. To what extent are the teaching facilities uniform in the way that they are teaching veterinarians to record uh, case records? Have you got between you some form of standardization that says this is an agreed way that we in veterinary practice should be recording stuff? Because you may not, we're concentrating very much on how to get the existing veterinary practitioners to record such that you can mine it more successfully. Mm. Ultimately, you know, they're the old dogs that are fairly well established in what they're doing. The ultimate change is going to come from the bottom upwards mm -hmm. if there was a uniformity of concise, correct recording. I just wondered, is there anything uniform between not only you that are running Vet Compass and Savsnet and so on, uh, or centres for EBVM, but the ones that you haven't mentioned, uh, you know, go and say Surrey or even Aberystwyth or whatever. <laughs> is there going to be a uniformity one day? So it's a really great suggestion. Um, and yeah, I think, sorry? I haven't thought of it. Um, in terms of, yeah, bringing things in, we've got, and if so, yeah, do you want to reply first? That's probably sensible. Is that allowed? Am I allowed to do that? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Just the microphone will be one second. Do my own chairing, sorry. <laughs> Ideas above my station. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit unfair asking Hannah in, in, in that setting I, I, because of the way the Nottingham's distributed model works. It's, it's so the short answer is yes, Graham. Um, we have uh, a common veterinary recording system called CRIS that was, um, make no apologies, was developed at the RVC but is now being um, implemented in both uh, Bristol and Cambridge. Um, I can't possibly comment about Surrey at this stage and I don't know how long that will go. I know we've just been in conversations with Glasgow and Ian Ramsey about their computer system, which their new computer system, which hopefully we'll have some similarities in terms of the way we're recording this data. Um, but at least three of the seven veterinary schools for sure are going to be recording their data in their uh, first opinion and their referral practices using exactly the same set of data recording systems. So it's Im Im immaterial which PMS you're using. This is effectively a sleeve that is attached to the PMS, though the students see the same sort of um, mechanism for doing it. So it, it absolutely has been thought of, although... I know you thought of it independently. Right, I think we're just about at time on that one, but I'd say thank you very much, Anna. It was fascinating. It definitely sparked a discussion around that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.